Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. This is Rich Relationship episode number five, babe. And I am excited because we have a, a special story this week and it's not our story for a change we in episode five that we are going to be doing every fifth episode is we're going to be talking to couples Yay! and something is very unique about this couple what do you think about what we talked about with this couple well i think that it's going to be very eye-opening it's going to be very sobering but it's also going to shake some things up and some of our ideas about the disney idea of marriage no oh, that's cool and so i'm i just know that we need to make sure that when we share about marriage that we're sharing every facet of it and so i think this is going to be a great opportunity for people to be faced with not reality tv but the reality of what real relationships are about so let's hurry up and just go to the episode let's go let's go let's go okay let's go let's go and we are overjoyed to have this couple with us not only are they a power couple not because of their own right. They're a power couple because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. When I talked to them and asked them what were the things that they were the most proud of, being a husband, being a father, and being a role model to women, showing them that they can go from being in a dating relationship to being a wife. A book is called From Prison to Spiritual Peace, Birth Your Purpose. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Josh and Alicia Proby. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, what are some of the things that you wanted to share with this community and really, really have helped you guys in your marriage? Well, some of the things that have helped us in our marriage um, is failure. Um, <laughs> A lot of people want to talk about the good, the happy, and everything else, and all of those things you do experience when you are married. Um, the Word of God says when you find a wife, you find a good thing. Um, but in finding that good thing, there's a lot of things that fail in order for you to appreciate those beautiful good times. So I think one of the biggest things that I've learned and that we've learned going into marriage is that it's okay to fail. Uh, and, and when you do fail, it's not about repeating it over and over again, but it's about acknowledging where you fail and coming together to be able to bring the good out of what you failed in rather than lingering in those failures. Right. And, and, and that's a great point that you mentioned. And, and I looked at your, your information that you sent when we were just introducing and talking and you guys said you had a unique story I thought was pretty interesting that it, it was kind of intriguing to make me want to hear more about it. Could you tell us how you guys met and kind of tell us your origin story, how long you guys been married and how'd you guys get together and just to give our, our listeners some of the background of you guys' story. Well, me and my wife, we met wait for it wait for it wait for it we met in the beautiful tropical island of tahiti no i'm just kidding. we met in prison um i was serving 12 years in prison 
and my wife was a clinical nurse at that time in the facility and when I saw her I said I've got to have her <laughs> and that is when um, everything started for us in prison how did that make you feel when he says that when you hear that how does that make you feel Alicia it makes me feel good um, because when I first met Joshua um, I was depositing things in him and I did not know the real reason why I was just being obedient to what God was telling me to do. Um, and it took me a couple of days to actually be obedient, to even open up my mouth to say anything. Cause I'm like, I had to make sure that it was really God and not of myself. Right. So I wanted to, um, <laughs> I kept asking God, like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you, you, you want me to say this? You want me to do this? Um, okay. I need another sign. I kept asking for another sign. <laughs> And God was like, do, do it. <laughs> and I did. What would you say some of those signs were? Some of the signs were, um, I, I knew um, the faith and I knew what type of man Joshua was before I really knew who Joshua was, if that kind of makes any sense. God showed me who he was far before really knowing him. And I'm like, okay, God. Um, I need more. I need you to show me more. So he start. We start pointing to each other as far as scriptural wise, um, and, and testing our growth, and testing our ability as far as are we who we say we are through Christ first. Right. Not through the justification of what we're saying. Or is that lining up with? Is our walk lining up with our words? And th and that's really important because that's one of the things we always talk about is that it's more to a person than just what they look like. It's their character. And I'm so glad that you shared that, was that you asked the Lord to show you who he was and not just what you saw. Because I think sometimes it's so easy to get stuck in only judging a person based on where they are at that very moment and not really getting to know the true person. Joshua, what do you, for you, what were some of the things that made you say that you wanted her that that was she was the one for you um at that point in time i had been in prison for quite a while so um seeing a woman was just beautiful to me you know <laughs> um there really wasn't any um romeo juliet type of oh she is it was just the fact that she was a woman she was pretty and she was attractive <laughs> so um it was more of a lustful eye at that time um and sometimes you know when you want something god has a way of still working things um behind the scenes so initially i would be lying if i told you that you know i did everything perfect when I met Leisha and she did everything perfect. I, we, we, we both would be sitting here lying, but it was the fact that God knew our hearts and he knew what we needed way before what we thought we needed. And me seeing her initially, uh, it was just me wanting to have a companion after so many years of having nothing. Right. You wanted that. But I also called myself telling God like, Hey God, uh, 
I want this to be the one. I want her to be my wife. And if this doesn't work out, I'm never taking a woman serious ever again. <laughs> wow. So um, I just never knew the ups and downs that I was going to have to go through in order for it to be. So, so how long was it the transition from you guys just initially seeing each other, meeting each other, and deciding that you were going to pursue a relationship? You know, what were some of the things that gave you that confirmation to say, wow, this is, this is something that we're going to pursue? Like I, it wasn't like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing. It was just me being in prison after so long and me just wanting some, a companion. So I would be sitting here lying if I said, oh, it came together so perfectly. And, you know, uh, but God has a way of understanding your heart and he has a way of working things even when your motives may not be pure for why you're doing it. Right. Um, so when when you guys were decided to pursue the relationship how long was that that transition between you hearing what you believe god saying about each other to each other you know about lisha what he what you felt god speaking to you about josh and josh what you felt god speaking to you about lisha how long was that transition or that courtship if you want to call it that Can, so the, court, the courtship was three years um, because Joshua was still incarcerated at that time. Okay. I love what Joshua said when he said he wanted a wife. And that, Lord, if she's not the one, I am never going to be serious about another relationship. I think it's important. In our first episode, Gil talked about how he wanted a wife. And I think that a lot of times as women, you think that giving yourself to a man is going to make him want you, but he has to have that desire in his heart already. And so right. I think that's powerful that he says that, you know, when he looked at you, he thought you were beautiful, but then he didn't say, I want to have sex with her. I want a wife. And I think that not that you didn't want to have sex with her because that's a natural part of the way God created us. But I think that your desire for marriage preceded that desire and I think that that's what makes relationship work and make and make them last Alicia what would be something that you would share that from hearing him say that how does that what is that what is that what, what does that do in your heart um that that stirs up a lot um <clears throat> because Joshua was a, a prayer answered he was um everything that I wanted it was it just seemed too good to be true at that time. <laughs> and uh, coming from like a, a broken past and broken relationships and failed relationships, you kind of tread a little bit differently because you don't want to repeat the same thing, but you just want to make sure that it's a it's valid with proceeding to move forward. Wonderful. It's so good to hear you guys sharing because a lot of times we hear, like I love what Joshua said about Everybody wants to talk about the good things. Everybody wants to talk about the romantic balcony and the happily ever after. That's not everyone's story. It's going to look different for everyone. But I think that at the end, when Christ is the center of your relationship, regardless to whatever the dynamics are or, this, or, or the logistical part of it, I still think that when you make a decision to get married and give it to the Lord, he can do beautiful things. So share some of the things that God is using you guys for right now to help couples. 
Um, I think God is using us to show couples for one that relationships don't have to look like everybody else. Say that again. It doesn't have to come together in this, I meet him, you meet her, it was great. And that's not what it looks like. You know, it looks like struggle. It looks like pain. It looks like frustration because you have two individuals who have been functionally functioning independently of each other. So you've had a certain independence. And when that independence has to mesh with another person who has had a full independence as well, and you guys are learning how to share uh, conversation, how to share point of views, how to share emotions, it, 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 that's not always an easy meshing process. That process is difficult. That process is frustrating. But I think that we're able to show that despite that happening, that you can come together from wherever you're from. I can come together from wherever I'm from. And we're showing individuals by our walk that, hey, just because it doesn't look like you can't doesn't mean that you can't go on and be married and have a successful marriage and then go on to fulfill what God has for both of you guys to fulfill. Um, I love that you use the word process because that's an important part of what we always talk about is that, you know, everything is a process. And so I, I understand about your curriculum as far as you, not only do you have a book, but you have a curriculum. And I think that that's so powerful because it's one thing to give someone a story to read. It's something totally different to provide them with a process or some tools to kind of go, like you said, from prison to peace. And I, like for me, my mom was murdered by a serial killer when I was um, 23 or four years old. And I understand that forgiveness has to start with you. I mean, you have to be able to forgive people and understand that when people make decisions, it can be a blessing and it can be a cursing. And so I, I love the fact that you're trying to help people not only get out of prison, but to get out of the prisons in their mind. So what are some of the things you recommend people do to not just to not be incarcerated, but to not be in jail in their mind? Um, some things that I would recommend is for one, <clears throat> honesty. Honesty breaks down prisons. Um, me and Alicia met. Um, we were everything but honest with each other. Um, we both wanted marriage, but we never knew what that really looked like. So it was a fantasy in our minds, but we still wanted it to be a reality. And we wanted it to be a reality, but we were afraid of what had to be real and revealed in order for it to be a reality. So there was, during our dating process, there was infidelity. Um, in, in our process. And I think that was the point in our relationship uh, before we got married that allowed us to say, hey, you're either gonna be honest with yourself 
and break down these mental and emotional prisons that you're building that is preventing you from being able to reach that level of success and to join into that marriage, or you're gonna continue to keep lying to yourself. You're gonna continue to believe old relationships. You're gonna continue to believe old pain. You're gonna continue to believe old fear. And I think when we both came to that point where we were ready to be honest with ourselves, instead of trying to hold one another accountable for the broken areas of our lives, then that's when we were able to escape the prison and be able to go on to spiritual peace together in marriage. And, and that's an awesome point because we, we talk about being honest, open, and transparent. That is being, it's, it's so vital in your relationship that when it does happen, it's almost transformational. Like you mentioned that it's a new paradigm that a lot of people's relationships take. So, uh, Alicia, what was some of the things when, like Josh was talking about being honest, open, and transparent, what was some of the things that you believe contributed to you getting to that point where you could be honest, open, and transparent? Uh, trust. Coming from bad relationships, you don't have a trust factor. So being able to to trust what he's saying and not caring over the baggage from past relationships, thinking that they're all the same. Um, that was my mindset. Like, uh, I've seen this before and, and not not more so focusing on what was going on, but just trusting God through that process and just allowing him to reveal who I, what I needed to be and who I needed to be. And, and that's awesome that you mentioned that trust and Renee was nodding her head at the same time. Was it trust from your vantage point or trust in your your decision making process or trusting in in joshua it was all it was everything um because not not actually being in a full-fledged committed relationship um and learning how to trust this individual and what i say and what i do i have to trust that as well um and just allowing god to, to guide me was new to me. One of the things we talk about, um, because like Gil and I, we got married at 21. And so we talk about how we all have, you mentioned baggage, we all have luggage, we all have things that we bring into relationships. And so I, I think that what you guys are saying is so, I think is so powerful. And we're so grateful to be a part of your journey and to be a part of your lives because for us, we didn't have mentors. We didn't have people that we can call and that we can talk to because marriage is, it's a journey and it's a process and we need people on this journey with us to help us to unpack and to continue to unpack and people that we can be transparent with. And that's a part of what this community is really all about is to help us have a safe place where we can go and get the help we need, the support we need, the community we need. Because in our culture, we tr traditionally, we don't go to marriage counseling. We don't talk to people about what's going on in our relationships. And it creates a mental prison. It creates a relational prison. And so I think that we have to learn to live above the shame. And uh, Alicia, I really admire your ability because we say we love God and we say that we love people the way God loves them. But my favorite scripture is Romans 5, 8. While we were yet still in sin, Jesus died for us. 
And that's what God wants for us to love people unconditionally. And it's beautiful to see, you know, and we want to be a part of continue to watch your story unfold and help you guys to stay committed to your commitment and have the tools you need to really become the couple that God has called you guys to become. Thank you. We greatly appreciate that. Yeah, because you guys are worth it. You guys are amazing. Thank you. You guys are too. <laughs> so this is the time in our show where I think this is your favorite part, actually. It is. It is. It is. Well, no, my favorite part is when we say thank you. So yeah. let's say thank you first. Well, thank you for everyone who have been listening. We've been getting feedback from our community. So we wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what else? What? Thank you because we got accepted to iHeartRadio. That's awesome. Babe. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great, great, great. But more importantly, this is the time where we share information from the community. Yeah. For got God wisdom, with got, got questions. questions. So what you got this week? Guess what? Both of our questions came from San Antonio, Texas. Woohoo. So our got question came from our quit yeah, I got question came from Desiree Wilson. And her question was re- referring to episode our last episode about now hope versus, no, actually the episode before that, hope versus expectation. Her question was, what do you do when the person that you're in a relationship doesn't have the same idea about hope versus expectation that you have? You know, that's a, a, a interesting question because that is what, as the old people would say, that's the time of courting when you are actually spending time communicating, talking, getting to know each other, and just really elaborating on hopes, dreams, aspirations, goods and bads and likes and dislikes and history and background and all those things that you can really, really talk about to try to have a lot of those questions answered while you're still in that dating phase or getting to know each other phase or courting or however you want to describe it before you move on to the commitment, the serious commitment part of the right. relationship. That's how I would I would probably answer some of that. But what would you say? Well, I would say, first of all, if, if you're talking about this episode that we just talked about, it's a new episode. So it's mm-hmm. a new mindset. So I believe that we have to give our lifestyle time to catch up with our mindset shift and so a part of when we knew learn something new we can't expect for it to be perfected in our life as soon as we hear it and so a part of this whole process a part of this whole journey is us hearing something new but then being willing to to make the change but again to expect for someone to do it right away is an expectation and not a hope and so we have to give ourselves time give each other grace and like you said especially in the dating portion of our relationship that's the time to find all those things out is when you're dating not once you're married because you want to know those things before so that you don't go into a relationship not knowing everything you need to know to make an informed decision absolutely so that's our got question but what was the got wisdom part the Got Wisdom came from Michelle Hoskins from San Antonio, Texas. And Paula and Michelle are some of our really close friends. We actually are their children's godparents. Hayden and Haley. We Hayden. love you, Hayden and Haley. And so the God Wisdom that Michelle gave us was that to maintain the bliss that you have when you first get married throughout your marriage. Mm-hmm. And she gave some how to do that. And the way to do that is to treat your relationship as if it were a bank account making sure that you're making deposits and not only making withdrawals. And I thought that was great wisdom. Right, right. That's a good analogy because 
And I think we almost mentioned, and then we mentioned that in one of the episodes, similar, not to exactly, but about making deposits, because if you making withdrawals and not making deposits, sooner or later, the other person is going to be tapped out. Yes. Be, your account's going to be closed or NSF. NSF. It's going to bounce. Your check's going to bounce. Right. And, and so, that's an awesome point, because as you've been together longer and longer and longer, we can get into a season of complacency. Right. You know, and that's a good one from Michelle. And we thank you for your God wisdom. Thank you, Michelle. We love you. Based on what you know today, what would you tell yourself at the altar when you guys were getting married? What advice would you give yourself now based on what you know now, today, if you could go back in time, so to speak? If I could go back in time, I probably would just tell myself to um, remain, remain humble through all and to remain focused and humble um, through all things because as things pop up within your marriage there's gonna there's gonna require a certain amount of humility from you and a certain amount of uh, focus from you as well in order for you to be that leader for your family that God has already given you the ability to do and just sometimes there will be things that come up where your focus is off, um, not because you're not in alignment with what God has for you, but simply because um, as, as, as a man, you want to do all and above what you can be able to do for your family. And sometimes it's not always the case. So I would just tell myself to remain humble and focused. Right. And, and that's so important and critical, you know, that humility. And sometimes we as men, that sometimes can be a stumbling block of what do I do, especially when you don't have an answer to a situation that you may find yourself in or that you may be going through with your spouse or with your wife, you know, to pull upon, you know, and, and especially from our past experiences, we come into a, a mindset of I only know how to do this one way. You know, what were some of the emotional type of pulls that you would say contributed to you deciding, hey, humility is something that is important that you know now. And how do you take that moving forward and in, in things that come up today? Um, emotionally, there's always going to be certain things that as men we battle, regardless of whether you're married or regardless of what kind of... You, you have the great career. There's going to be emotional things that individuals have. It's just all in how you deal with them. So emotionally for me, um, I was molested when I was younger, uh, didn't grow up in maybe the best circumstances. So emotionally, on top of being in prison for 12 years, emotionally, I was on a roller coaster for a long time in my life. So having so many different type of emotions and never really knowing which emotion was appropriate for certain things, uh, as you go forward in life, you begin to learn how to seek God for your emotions to become stable. Not that you can't have them as a man, but as men, we are supposed to analyze them. And for many years, I acted in them. I acted in them simply because I didn't know how to analyze them properly. So 
going forward in life, there are a lot of things that trigger certain things emotionally for me, but I'm learning to remain humble and to remain focused so that I can keep my emotions underneath the subjection of Christ and not under the subjection of Josh. And, and that's so awesome to me and I, that you said that about the emotional side of it, because I think that's an area that men struggle with a lot. And for you to say that, you know, it's awesome for you to say that out loud because it's a, it's a struggle. You know, one of the emotions that men tend to display very easily is anger, <laughs> you know, but on the flip side of that, there are so many other dynamics that our spouses can help us with because women from their emotional side are very mature at feeling things and helping like Renee was very instrumental in helping me navigate some of the emotions that I experienced from past and things like that. Alicia, was there something that you noticed in Josh's emotions while Christ, yes, is very vital in us addressing those? What were some of the things that you helped him work through his emotions that, that kind of aided him in getting to a better place? His ability to just express his, his emotions, um, cause he had them, there were a lot of different emotions and just allowing him the capabilities to express them freely without having, um, uh, uh, without having a cap on them. Like it's, it's okay for you to be angry and for you to express the reason why you're angry. I think it's great that you use the, the word, put a cap on it. Cause I think, you know, Alicia, so for you as a woman, I, like Gil said, I think that we're really good at navigating feelings and emotion, especially being a nurse. So you're used to being a caregiver and a protector and a provider. Provider, What are some of the things that you can say, because you guys are both, how old are you, how old are you guys right now? I'm 43. And Josh, how old are you? I am 19. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I am 35. Okay. Boy, I was getting ready to say it's time to get off the phone because <laughs> somebody's coming to your house in again. I was saying that to say we're we're in in the in the stage of life you are. What are some of the things that you can say that you would tell someone that's younger? about how to navigate your emotions and not to be led by them, not to, you know, as a woman, because Josh has expressed it from a man's perspective, what are some of the things you can share as far as the importance of being okay with being single, being okay with not being married? What were some of the things you did to keep yourself from being consumed with that goal or dream or idea? You have to really surround yourself around, um, positive networking woman to keep you uh to keep you focused um it was difficult it was different for me because um prior to coming to north carolina i am a transplant from ohio and, uh, <laughs> so moving down here was different um it was it, it was just everything was different everything was new and like i said um i come from like leaving everything behind, leaving everything behind, losing things. I lost both my parents in 2010. So it was like trying to, um, trying to restart everything. And 
that took some time. And of course, as a woman, you have trust factors already. So just, just identifying the issues that I already knew that I needed to work on and just and working on those and, and owning them. Because uh, a lot of times we want to place the blame on other people. It's, I'm the, re- you know, you're the reason why I'm this way. And, yeah. and that's, that's not the re- that's not the root cause of it. It, it. it started someplace else. And you have to be, be honest. I love that you say own that. Yes, we have to do. We have to own it. Yes, we do. And, and, and I want to just tell our community what we're talking about. We're talking to Alicia and Joshua Proby. We're just talking about relationships, the dynamics that we all come across here on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. We've been, it's been an awesome pleasure just to sit down and have a conversation with these two awesome individuals that we, we just had the pleasure of meeting and coming on the show. So we're in that conversation. We're just talking about all the dynamics that uh, couples go through, you know, where Josh had mentioned earlier about having a, a unique situation of how they met when he was in prison and it stimulated them to him to write a book from prison to spiritual peace and Alicia's active or getting started in her own ministry talking about birthing your purpose. So that's what we're talking about here on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. So we just wanted to just let everybody know what we're talking about in case you're just kind of jumping in on the conversation. So I just want to give that plug shout out to everybody in the community. And, and as we come to, the, to wrapping up the show, we just wanted to give Alicia and, and Joshua time to just, if they had some comments or anything that they wanted to say to our community about relationships as a whole, you know, where can they find you? Where can they reach you? Where can they touch out to you guys if they want to get involved with your curriculum and, and give you a chance to even talk about your curriculum, Josh, if you wanted to, to talk about that a little bit. Um, first, I want to thank you two who are amazing and doing the work of the kingdom. So that's first and firm foremost what I want to say. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share this platform, to continue to enrich what God has already begun and still doing in your marriage and what you guys are doing through your marriage for other individuals. With that being said, um, relationships are not about finding the person who you've always thought that you should find. And I say that simply because in many cases, we think that we want the person that our ego has created in our mind, not necessarily the person that we need in our life. And it's only until we destroy that part that we can be introduced to that perfect person that God has designed for us to be able to run into during our path. So relationships are not about what the ego builds, but it's about what God presents. And what God presents is always pretty, but it doesn't necessarily come in that beautiful wrapping. So relationships are definitely worth it. They're definitely worth having. They're definitely needed because iron sharpens iron. And when you realize that God will give you the person that you need, 
instead of you creating the person that you want, you will realize that relationships aren't hard, but relationships are very powerful and needed in order for each one of us to become the best version of ourselves. That's like the whole show, man. That's like <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> Wrap it up, put a bow on it. And <laughs> I love that because it's so true. We want to create things and God, we use our power to create the wrong way. And so thank you for sharing that. That's our God wisdom. That's our God question. That's like the show. Alicia, for you, what would you share? What would be something you would share from a woman's perspective? Come on now. You can't let Josh outdo us, okay? No, no pressure, right? No pressure, right? No pressure at all. No, no pressure. Absolutely not. So from a woman's perspective for a relationship, you have to understand who you are and whose you are first. Um, that that and you have to know what proper stance you hold in a relationship as well as outside of a relationship. If you don't know that <clears throat> the power that you do hold, then when you get into a relationship, it, it will become more so of a battle than just allowing it to flow naturally the way that God wants it to flow. You're, you, you'll be too busy trying to compete um, with your mate than to try to just be with your mate. And, and that, that, that's very, very, that's very powerful. It is very powerful because it is important that we don't compete. And I was just joking when I said, you know, we can't let him outdo us. <laughs> because what he brings compliments you and what you bring compliments him. And so, and that's what a marriage relationship is about. It's about complimenting each other, not competing. And you guys are an amazing couple. And what you guys bring to the body of Christ, to your generation, and to our race and to our culture is a blessing <clears throat> not only for your family but just for the body of christ at all we are so honored and grateful to be like i said a part of your story we always say to our couples that we belong to you you belong to us however we can be of any service to you all please always reach out to us we're you, you're stuck with us now yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, and just like I, Renee kind of says it all, kind of what we, we, we like to tell couples that we meet, you know, we've been doing this for this. We just celebrated our 31st anniversary. Oh, wow. We've been married longer than we've been single, which is a unique situation to be in. And it's been a, a great journey. And so, I still like them. And I still like her. <laughs> So I know we can get in and, and continue to talk with you guys. We, we really enjoy meeting you guys and talking to you guys. We, we thank you for coming on to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. You, you guys are our honored guests, and we, we definitely want to have you guys back on the show again. Once you, Alicia, once you get your ministry up and running to talk about that and Joshua, also things that you're doing be where where can people find you do you have a website or anything that they can look you up and find you at or anything like that yet yes 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 i have a website at www.joshuaproby p is in paul r is in robert o b is in boy y you can reach me at www.joshuaproby. Proby is spelled P-R-O-B-Y dot 
org. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Josh Proby. That is with the space. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Josh Proby no spaces and in following me and in being able to see what god is doing in my life it is not just you following me but it's about you going along a journey that as you go along that journey and seeing what god has brought me from you're able to find yourself along that journey as well what god is doing we're all on this journey together and so continue to let god use you like we said, we're available to you. However you guys need us, call us, text us to come and check out, check you guys out. We have to get together face-to-face for real, not on not on Zoom. So right. Yes, please do. Please yeah. come on. And we would love to connect with you guys and learn from you guys and Definitely. grow and build and just do what God allows us to be able to do. So, you know, it's all about divine connections. God has put us in each other's lives for a reason. And I'm, I'm very excited about what it's going to be revealed. We wanted to thank Joshua and Alicia for taking time to just share their story with us and the uniqueness and how they got together. That's a, a very, very unique story. And we appreciate them, their wisdom with us from their experience yes. and their relationship. I really think it's important that we understand that there's so many facets of relationships and that it's beautiful when you can see how God, when the Bible says he t- can turn ashes into beauty, that it's not always going to be a storybook, but it can always be something beautiful that God can use. And, and, I, I'm and they are definitely them. on a path to a happy ending. Yes, they are. Well, not ending, but you know, yeah. like in a storybook. Yes. But thank yeah. y'all. Thank you so much. And so look forward to episode Six coming up and the topic and the information is going to bless your life and we hope you come back and hang out with us and share the episode share 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 because that's what this is all about we want to share the information with as many people as possible because we do this from the heart because we love you guys yeah and i'm so grateful that god has given us this platform because you know before you have to wait for someone to invite you i just feel that this gives us an opportunity to share what's in our heart and to be able to make an investment in the next generation because i believe the success without a successor is failure and so we are grateful to be able to share with you to be a part of your life to be able to be with you while you're doing laundry or cooking dinner or walking your dog look forward to seeing you guys or talking to you guys in the next episode bye later gill and renee beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the rich relationship podcast which is designed to empower individuals with the tools principles and the community needed to unpack ourselves our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow.